It's another day. I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today we're on page 171 of our devotional, titled, God's in the Question. Jeff Schinneberger said, Questions are the root of everything great I have done in life. The most creative ideas ever experienced are often conceptualized by asking simple questions. I've always worked with young people at our churches. It's been a part of my calling. And since I've always been energetic and had a big mouth, church leaders thought it was a perfect fit for me. And besides that, they didn't want to do lock-ins with a hormone-infused group of teenagers. I love the energy of our young people, and I am often inspired by it. What's more, our youth have a way of questioning things. It's an innocent and observant characteristic of a young soul. Oh, and the honesty is refreshing. I've often had an experience like this. If I teach something about the Bible, they're quick to question what they see that doesn't fall in line with the lesson. For example... I once led a devotional on the topic of Christians loving each other. Guess what they questioned? They wanted to know what that meant about loving non-Christians. And they asked why there were so many Christians who didn't seem to want to love others. Refreshing. Of course, more than anything, I want all people to know Christ, including youth. I want young people to experience the grace of God and learn how to be disciples of Jesus. A secondary goal is raising young questioners that mature into older questioners. That is, I try to teach our youth to keep asking questions and making observations. Adults don't always like to do that. Too much questioning, and there might have to be some changes. I wonder, too, if we worry our questions divorce us from faith in God. That's a more legitimate concern than the fear of change. Some people do believe questions are dangerous. Here's a familiar refrain, never question God. To question is not to have faith. My experience is different. Not only that, read through the Psalms and you should recognize a lot of deep questions. God is in the question is a lesson I remember learning. It was a powerful lesson when I first heard it and still is. Have you noticed how many questions I ask? What kind of questions are we taking into consideration? In a nutshell, I would say the questions that lead us to a truer, deeper, more faithful understanding of God. One plus one equals two, we know. I don't only want to ask how putting two ones together makes two. I want to know where do we get the one from in the first place? Yes, that's a silly illustration. And it might fold under a grain of pressure, but you know what I mean, right? How about a quick review? Right before the Israelites were to cross the Red Sea, Moses gathered the leaders to give them instructions. By this time, the observance of Passover had specific meal instructions to follow. Scroll down to Exodus twelve twenty-five and 26, and you'll notice that Moses is sure of three things. One, the people will make it to the land God promised, not only across the river, away from the Egyptians. 
Moses remembered the full promise of God of a new home. There's a good lesson. How often do we sell ourselves short, forgetting or ignoring what God has promised us? Crossing the sea is awesome, but God promised a whole new land as well. The second assumption is that there would be an ongoing observance of this day in the future. His third assumption ties together what I want you to think about now. He says, And when your children ask you. You see, children have always been good questioners. Josiah became king when he was eight years old. I think he asked some faithful questions. The text from Second Chronicles 34 says that when he was 16, he began to seek the God of his ancestor, David. What do you think that means? I'll suggest he sought God's word through listening and receiving God's words. With that came the questions. And what were the results of those questions? He went on a holy rampage. He found God in his questions, I assume, and noticed so much happening around him that did not align with what he learned about following God. The result was the destruction of idols, sacred poles, and altars. Anything that resembled worship of anything other than God saw its demise. He had the authority to influence an entire nation with one decree. We don't. But we do have control over our lives and what happens in our churches. To be frank, these are the kind of young people I want to raise. Faith is so fresh to them. They can see what we've become comfortable with and what we don't recognize about ourselves. They wonder why we preach forgiveness but harness bitterness. It doesn't make sense to them to talk about Jesus helping the poor and bringing new life to people when their church often excludes or ridicules others in need. Now, to be sure, I'm not idolizing an ideal of young people. They are just younger sinners like we used to be. I'm sharing an observation from my experience with them and from what I read in Scripture. This kind of questioning we're talking about seems natural to many young people. Before they get comfortable with the status quo, permit them to keep their holy questioner status. If we do, they might help us challenge what's normal. It's not that they might have all the right answers. They might just help us find all the right questions. There's God. Stay blessed. This has been a special reading from my devotional book titled Trying to Follow Jesus More Than I Failed Jesus. You can find a copy online at Amazon or check out my website, anotherjohn.com. God be with you.